Hello, it is Thursday, August 15th, 2019 years after Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Factual. We are live at Coach Training Camp. We have a Cleveland Brown show sitting right next to us. We have incredible guests on deck. We got a chance to watch the Browns and Colts joint practice here. Today was a good day. Sweat my ass off. It's hot, but a great day. You're going to hear great conversations. Chris Ballard's first interview since the entire small little bone thing with Jim Irsay about Andrew Luck. And by the way, I didn't dance around. No, you did not. No. Came right at him. No, no tango here. A lot of people say I potentially do fluff interviews. What? <laughs> I don't do that. Don't Not today. About. I went right to the source. Ask the hard questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy it. Today's show is the last show before we're off for about a week or so because we're getting a brand new studio built for our radio show podcast, DAZN stuff happening in September. Let's go. Can't wait. It's going to be beautiful. But I'm going to dare say the best looking studio in radio. Definitely on the zone. Probably in radio and <laughs> podcasting. We are the only show on the zone. Radio show on the zone. Yeah, yes. But boy, they brought in set designers from New York. We had electricians coming through the office Busy today. Busy day in the office. A lot Foxy of new faces. Was, Foxy was just taking appointments all day, <laughs> not letting anybody know. I was getting my hair cut by Kanu. All of a sudden, some random dude walks in, tells me he's got next. <laughs> Yes, sir, who the hell are you? <laughs> we got a lot of great things happening. We can't wait for this fall. Just like, like I can't wait for you to experience today's show. T.Y. Hilton, Darius Leonard, Coach GM Chris Ballard were very hospitable to us and opened up about a lot of things. Heard of them. Speaking up about opening up a lot of things. Speaking of opening up a lot of things. <laughs> open up it. <laughs> when you open up the SeatGeek app. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You need to know that you're getting the greatest tickets oh, yeah. at the greatest value. Oh, right? yeah. Easily. Be- because SeatGeek, what they do is they scan all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for every ticket that you per- purchase. Not just on Earth, but also the moon. the moon. I think people are living on the moon, by the way. Mel Gibson's been opening up a little bit about conspiracies. I'm only waiting <laughs> He's on until... A he would know, though. He was, he was big in Hollywood. A lot of conspiracies cooking right now. Mm-hmm. I think the one that we're most certain about is if you're going to buy tickets anywhere on the moon, you need to use the SeatGeek app. And right now, I use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first order. Mm. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first oh. order. That's insane. What's the difference? Well, the difference is if you're already <laughs> rich, use promo code PAT mm-hmm. to get $10 off. If you're not rich yet, use promo code McAfee. You get $20 off your first order. Perfect. Because... We need both of those promo codes to continue to work if we would like to pay for this new studio that's getting built next week. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Shout out to SeatGeek. Our first ever sponsor is now our presenting sponsor and have been for a long time. They invest a lot of cash in this operation. I think today's a day where it all pays off. Oh, yeah. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a man who has answers to things we don't. If you're a fan of the NFL, this is a story that has captivated all minds mm-hmm. today. Let's hear about Andrew Luck from Chris Ballard. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man that looks like he's about 24 years old. Made me feel good, especially after I just turned 50. You just turned 50? 50. Happy birthday. Can't wait to see more gray hairs come with your position. Everybody calls him a football genius for good reason. (laughs) Last year, the last guest we had, Darius Leonard, came out of nowhere. People were mocking him for the selection. All he did was go on and lead everything and everything. A man who has to answer a lot of questions right now about a lot of things, including from myself... 
The man who Jim Mersey hired to write the ship here for the Indianapolis Colts in the horseshoe. Ladies and gentlemen, super genius, Chris Ballard. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Ballard, hell of a pop there from the crowd. Thank you. Appreciate the crowd. Do we not? We got great fans. You Unbelievable all, fans. You always said that a big thing you wanted to be was you wanted to be amongst the fans. You wanted to keep the the pulse of the, the nation, the Colts nation. And even when things were bad last year and the year before that, you were out there amongst them. And they're a big part of the whole thing, right? Look, it, it's it, number one, we don't have jobs without our fans. Amen. <laughs> and then number two, uh, we want to take them with it. They want to come on the journey with us. And it's our job to take them with us. And I think they're riding that ride with you. Right now, you're back in familiar territory from a PR standpoint, right? <laughs> you're a quarterback who is a once-in-a-generation talent. I've seen it. Everybody knows it. Is dealing with a potential injury that nobody really knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It came out originally as a calf strain. Yep. Jim Irsay called it a small little bone injury. <laughs> he is not a doctor. So, I mean, we're not expecting that. You had to do a conference call to explain some things. Yep. What is the state of Andrew Luck? And you can understand why fans might be panicking a little bit. Now, understood. And, you know, because it's lingered for so long. I mean, you know, eventually, you know, in May... When the calf, he was still having some problems, still having some problems on this lower side here, not the ankle, but just a little higher than the ankle. You know, we went and got it checked, and that's where Jim got the bone because we, we got this little back area checked, which called ostrigotum, to okay. make sure that it wasn't the issue. And at the time, we didn't think it was the issue. And so they just said, well, let's just keep treating that side, the calf, and that lower leg area. So we get into camp, and he starts those three days, and then he says, you know what, I'm, I'm still, that little area is still hurting. And we couldn't get it better. We finally sent him to two more specialists, and they came back with the front area of the ankle is causing this pain. So we think we got our heads wrapped around it, or at least we hope we got our, our heads wrapped around where we're going. Um, we'll rehab it and get him back out as soon as we can. A lot of people, because of the past, things that have happened before you got here, there was an entire season, even the players were lied to, right? We were even not told what was going on. Mm-hmm. Then the fans felt like they were given the runaround. Then they hear it's a calf, then it's this thing again, where this is, I think you have had a great track record of being very transparent, yeah. very honest with the fans, but there has to be a part of you that understands where the fans are like, Absolutely. oh, not this Absolutely. stuff again. Absolutely. I do understand it. Um, um, but that's the one thing, like, I'm always honest because eventually everybody's going to find out. So why not just be honest from the get-go? And we keep everybody in the loop of where we're at, where we're going, and what's going on. And sometimes it's not always good news. And you got to be able to deliver the bad news, too. And is it make everybody happy all the time? No. But we're not, we're not going to sit back and hide and, and duck under a rock and close our doors and not let the world know what's going on, including inside our own building. And I think you understand this as the world does. The team is better with Andrew Luck. But this team that you have right now, you referred in the press conference that this isn't 2017, which I think what you meant by that is this is a much different team now. Yes. We're in a much different set of situations. Yes. How do you feel about the team that you've built up around Andrew Luck? And if Andrew Luck's back, how do you feel about the team and everything going forward? Well, look, I mean, we got a good young football team with a good veteran mix. And it's fun. You know, last year was really fun to watch because we asked these, we asked our coaches to do a really hard job of, look, we're going to feed you a bunch of young players. <laughs> you got to coach them and develop them and get them as ready to, to win football games as soon as you can. You know, it didn't take us till about week seven or eight to really get that thing yeah, rolling. Yeah, but boy, you got hot. And, but they did a great job of coaching. 
and our players did a great job of buying in, and that comes from trust. And now we've added another influx of young players to the to the roster. And and look, I think our team's going to end up being ultimately younger than it was last year. And but it's a it, like defensively, I know we've made tremendous strides defensively, just in terms of the overall depth and talent of what we're looking for on defense. And I think at some point during the season, you're going to look up and and say, wow, they're, that group's really good. What did you feel about Frank Reich's progression here into his second year as a head coach? Do you guys keep in touch all off season? Is it because in that behind the pick or whatever it was on the cold social media, watching him high five scouts and get excited for every draft pick? It seems like you two are a cohesive unit. What do you think Frank Reich's going to be like coming into his second year as a head coach? He's going to. I mean, he's like just like me in the second year. Uh, you've you've gone through the full gamut of the season and all the obstacles and all the things that get thrown at you um, and dealing with the everyday challenges that you do, you know how to manage them better. And you know how to manage your team better. And we've done a lot of things just at training camp uh, in terms of practicing, taking. We had a ton of injuries last year in training camp, and really because we were pushing and driving. Hard. And so we've done some different things, and he's grown. And his con- you can really see Frank's. I mean, look, he's always a confident guy, but you know now he's done it and he's won and he knows his formula and he believes in it and he has strong conviction of who he is and where we're going. And look, and he's honest. I mean, I don't think you can ever discount somebody that's honest with the players at all times. He never, this is how we're doing it. This is how you're performing. Let's go. Here's the plan. I love Frank as a coach. Whenever He was my quarterback coach my rookie year. Uh, so no big deal. I liked him as a coach. Um, whenever you schedule a joint practice like this, mm-hmm. last year you did with the Ravens, there was a fight. Mm-hmm. Going into the year, do you make this agreement with the Browns before they get loaded up, is it after they get loaded up? And what is the, what are the pluses of letting somebody else inside your facility to potentially learn the way you do things, mm-hmm. to kind of see behind how the sausage is made? And what are the negatives or the drawbacks? Well, look, the great, the, the second week of camp, you know, or this second with going in the second preseason game, it's a, it's a great chance. You always get a little lull. Especially when you come back to camp, and it's a great everybody way to hates keep coming. Oh yeah, they you know everybody. You got done with the first preseason game. Everybody's wanting to kind of Sleep take a home. step back, and this at least keeps the juices flowing. And look, being able to go against another team uh, makes sure the intensity level rises to where you need it to to get better. Um, but also going against good players, good on good, letting our corners go against OBJ, watching them. I mean, they got a they got a really good offensive football team and they got a pretty good defensive football team. And their front is really, their defensive front is really good. So it's a great matchup for us to work. Um, the negatives are is making sure both staffs control what's going on. That's, that's the difference between a preseason game where you can't control uh, the action on the field. You're going to have a lot of trust, right? But absolutely. So here you're able to control the drill work. Um, so you're able to keep players healthy and safe um, by still getting full f- speed live action. Um, how did today go, you think? It was good. It was really good. You got to go watch the tape, but it was good. Are you So every night you just watch the tape of everything? I that's feel like it. that's kind of your life. Yeah, that is my life. That's what I do. You just watch that's the it. tape? That's it. You ever kick on tape for me back in the day? I did watch you punt. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> you pretty. You should, I couldn't believe. I still can't believe you wouldn't let me talk you out of retiring. Well, it was a good conversation. You're a smooth talker. I think that's why. And not only smooth talker, you're an intelligent man, which I respect and appreciate a lot. Uh, I was going to go kick for the Bears. Would that made you happy or pissed? Well, first thing you. 
they'd have to trade for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't even. Oh, think. I did. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been hilarious. I kept waiting for the pissing contest between me and you when I wasn't. I'm not releasing you. <laughs> Uh, that would have been awesome. You probably would have saved me some time if we had a conversation earlier. I couldn't even walk to go to the bathroom on the plane. It was a bad day for me. What are some realistic expectations of your team this year? Um, I don't know. For you. I mean, you know, uh, for me. Because last year, you guys got real hot and real good. So now that expectation's been set. I don't know if the expectations are any different than it was last year for us. Like, when I left Baltimore, the scrimmage with Baltimore, the two-day scrimmage, I thought, you know what? We got. I told Frank, I said, we got a chance to be pretty good. I said, Baltimore's a good football team, and we held our own. Um, and I just think in this league, when you set expectations and you ride the freaking roller coaster of wins and losses, it's not good. You, you, that's what you get as a team. You get a team that's up and down. We don't want to be that. We want to be a team that shows up every week and is a freaking. Everybody knows when they play us, it's a freaking hard. They're going to get a hard, freaking hard fought game, and it's going to be a difficult contest for them to win. That was a very good emphasis on the word freak in there. <laughs> At least it wasn't the other one. The other one. Yeah, <laughs> true. I've been known to actually let those slip out. Um, Swag Kelly. <laughs> Have you ever heard his rap song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you heard it? Oh, yeah. You've heard... I've heard what did it. you think? All right, so let's not scout the football. I stopped it. I stopped it. <laughs> I turned, my kids put it on. They go, Dad, you got to see Kelly's YouTube. I said, no. I said, turn it off. That's enough. Frank Reich, obviously, pretty tight with his Uncle Jim. Yeah. Was that a part of this whole process, or what was it? Look, I mean, Chad had talent. There's no doubt that that played a role in it. You know, Chad's relate. I mean, with uh, Frank's relationship um, and with Chad's past issues. Um, but there was a there was a trust level there. And, you know, I, as we talked with Chad when he came in the building, uh, we, you know, he's, he's on a short rope, and he knows it. And he, Chad's a good kid. Um, sometimes you mature through your through your mistakes, unfortunately. Amen. Um, but he made some mistakes, and <laughs> I know. And I don't worry. Thank God they didn't have social media when I was twenty. Amen. <laughs> the um, I still haven't got one of your t-shirts. Why don't I have one of your t-shirts? Well, that's because you're going to play hardball for letting me go kick somewhere. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, we'll send you an entire merch line for you to rep for sure. Uh, just make sure you put store.patmacfajot.com on your hat. The, um, the thought of you having to trust your culture in your locker room to bring in a swag, Kelly, to bring in anybody, your biggest thing you said when you got here is we got to build the culture yep. before because you had so much money. And I don't know what it is. I assume you still have a bunch of money. You had so much money, and everybody was like, he's got to pull the trigger. He's got to go get this guy. He's got to go get this guy. And all you continue to say was, we got to build the culture. we got to build the culture. we got to build the culture. How do you feel about the culture now? Uh, it's tremendous. Um, from the coaching staff to the players to the – I mean, we put a lot on the locker room. We tell them, look, this is – train's going to go as far as you want to take it. Uh, we can have rules and we can have, you know, boundaries of what you, but at the end of the day, the locker room runs it. You, If you're not willing to hold each other accountable uh, for your actions, the way you play, the way you practice, um, and there can be nothing, there can never be anything that ever gets in the way of winning. And you've got to hold each other accountable for that. And we hold the locker room accountable for that. I remember, it, I mean, that was kind of the, that was really the cool thing last year when we did it, when we had that slow start. And, I mean, look, and it was a slow start where 
you know, we lose to Philly and we have a chance to win it. We lose to Cincinnati, we had a chance to win it. There were we lose to Houston, we had a chance to win it. Oh, yeah. There were games that and then it got to a point where you just don't beat yourself. You know, more games are lost than won. And the locker room coming together and you know, sometimes I'm a little leery of team meetings and players only team meetings because you never know what's gonna Normally come out of them. Fake um, but you know, a lot of good came out of that. Because you've got to be that room, that locker room has to be able to have some difficult conversations about how they're playing and how they're producing to get to where you want to go. Expectations amongst your peers is a big deal. I think in a locker room especially. Yep. Talked to T.Y. earlier. He's taking on a leadership role. He's absolutely yep. loving it. Uh, who are some other guys on the team that you look for to be good leaders in a locker room? Uh, it's it's funny because I think we got a we got a really strong group. I think Darius Leonard is really really special. Hey, he's got a baby too. A very yeah. beautiful baby. Yeah, and he's a he's a really special young man. The city city's going to get to follow him for a long time, and he represents everything are you, you want to stand him? for. <laughs> we still got a few years. That's going to cost a lot. Yeah, There's where all that money's going to go. Cost a lot of money. <laughs> that's going to cost a lot. He said he watched film, and they saw so many things he could get better on. And if that's the case. You might as well just get ready to give him a percentage of the team. Yeah. <laughs> if he's going to get better, I think you better get ready for that. Um, what is your life motto? What? <laughs> like, if you were to give me life advice, what would it be? Enjoy the journey. My fall is about to be insane. My life is Enjoy about the to be- journey. Enjoy every bit, the good, the bad. Enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy the journey, man. Do you have any small little bones to pick about anything going on in the culture now? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, football genius, the transparent, the gentleman with the southern twang and the young face, general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, Chris Ballard. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Huge thanks to Chris Ballard for joining us, (laughs) obviously. Huge thanks. He's got a busy life right now, especially with the Andrew Luck business and nonsense. But that's what you sign up for when you're a general manager of an NFL team. It yep. just happens. That's why you make the big bucks. That's why you make the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of big bucks, let's tell you about our next sponsor. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, how's the body feeling? Huh? Is it a little bit sore than it used to be? Not great. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to get back into the good graces of your whole entire body? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are your knee joints just like, you know what? We don't feel as good as we used to. How about every, your back? Yeah. Every day. Oh, Zito, how about your 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 midsection? Oh, it hurts. It's happy, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it hurts. Well, there's something now that makes you feel better immediately. Great. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. It's called Cushy Punch. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extensive lab testing of CBD oil to make sure there is no pesticides, microbial impurities, solvents, or heavy metals. It's an all-natural organic kosher with zero fillers. Maturity in an industry that is in its infancy, licensed distributor and manufacturer, a variety of products can easily incorporate into any individual's life. It's an award-winning CBD from High Times, Cannabis Cup, Best CBD, WeedCon 2018, and the list goes on and on. It's the number one edible in MedMen. It's made efficacy a priority. Wow. 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 I just wow. tried it. It's really nice. Did you? Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, this is that thing you were trying to pawn on me earlier. It has a very cool-looking vape pen. It has a nice, incredible-looking logo. Cushy Vape is the thing that we're about to hit right now. Wow. <laughs> I feel better. You know what I learned from that? It felt as if there was no fillers in there. 
No, no, no. It felt no. like that was the most pure CBD I'd ever vaped in my entire life. And I can already feel my knees, which I hurt from kicking, feeling better immediately. Wow. And my stomach. It's a miracle. Zito hasn't tried it yet, but let's assume his stomach will feel better. Also, this is an L.A.-based brand that gives back to the community through Cushy Cares. Lots of work with the L.A. Wildlife Way Station tree replanting in a food bank. Not only is your body feeling better, but the community is getting better as well. That's, That's always nice. Right now, use promo code USACBD for 20% off. Cushypunch.com. <laughs> promo code USACBD. 20% off now. Let your body feel better. It's an award-winning CBD that also makes the world a better place. Wow, 2019 is a fun place. Cushypunch.com. Promo code USA CBD, 20% off. Back to the conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now live from Colts Camp here in Grand Park. I don't know the official city. Nobles? Westfield. Thank you. That was really nice of you guys. A man who has put on a clinic on football fields ever since he stepped on one. FIU product should have went to WVU, consummate All-Pro, consummate Pro Bowler. Houston has a problem. The ghost, T.Y. Hilton. Not a boy, T.Y. Hey. Uh, we've generated a little bit of a crowd here. That's what happens when T.Y. Hilton walks into the room. Uh, eighth year in the NFL already. I saw that on a video that earlier this training camp. They're like, T.Y. enters his eighth year. I retired after eight years. I remember when you were in your first year. Is it kind of surreal now that you're an old head in the game? I mean, I've been an old head for about four, uh, about four or five years now, ever since Reggie retired, you know, uh, and just picking his brain. You know, he, he laid it out for me what I need to do, you know, how to handle the situation. So when he retired, you know, I was always ready to step up to that role. I was watching the first preseason game. It was the third or fourth quarter. You hadn't done a damn thing all game. And I don't know which wide receiver it was, but it was somebody on the bubble made a big catch on the sideline. The first person jumping up and down celebrating with him was a man who's an all-pro, a man who is very wealthy, a man that had no reason to be paying attention to a fourth quarter of a preseason game. It was you. Do you take a lot of pride in being a good teammate and being a good leader for these dudes? Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of, a lot of those guys look up to me. So, so my job is to continue, you know, push them and let them know, you know, I'm there for them, you know, no matter what you do, good or bad, you know, I'm always going to be there to, to teach you and talk to you. And, you know, he happened to make a play and I just told coach, you know, keep feeding him. He's hot. And, you know, he continued to do a great job and he got a great chance of making his team. That's an awesome. I saw it on TV. I paused. Now, granted, my direct TV freezes all the time. I have a bad relationship with them, but I paused it and I was like, is that T? Why? You literally were sprinting down the bench to congratulate him. That's something that a team can thrive off of is whenever the leaders buy into the locker room. How is the locker room chemistry this year? How is the team? Oh, locker room is great. You know, it's contagious. You know, we got a lot of guys that's that's hungry and humble. Like I, like I tell everybody, this is the most humblest team I ever been around guys that love football you know they, they there's no study. way that's a word by the way yes humblest yes humblest team i have ever been around humblest is a word there's we, no way that's a word is a word right now and that's <laughs> <laughs> are you slower now that you're old oh no i'm definitely not slow you know is any of your kids better athlete than you are now uh they're they getting close, but I told them, you know, I'm going to set the bar pretty high, so um, you're going to have to come get me. Obviously, the Andrew Luck speculation is up in the air again for another year. All anybody in Indianapolis, all any of the Colts fans want is for Andrew to be healthy. If he can't go for the next couple preseason games, which they said he won't be playing, you got Swag Kelly and Jacoby Brissett. Can you talk about them in the locker room and how you feel with them? 
I mean, Jacoby, Phil, and Swag Kelly, you know, they're, they're doing a great job. Andrew's still there, you know, teaching them, you know, what, what to look for in the defenses. But, you know, Jacoby's been there before, you know. He's a guy that's willing to step up, and if, if Andrew can't go, then we, we got great faith in Jacoby. What do you like about Frank Reich's offense? Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, my second year in it, you know, we got a lot of weapons, you know, so guys can't just key in on me. We got um, running backs, tight ends, receivers, and, you know, we got our quarterbacks that's doing an awesome job. When you were watching during the offseason, they signed Funches, and they bring in some other weapons. I assume you like that so then they can't just spy you the entire game? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you want to spy me, then let other guys eat. You know, like I always tell the quarterbacks, you know, if I'm getting double team and I'm not there, don't, don't throw me the ball. You know, I just go out there and decoy. No matter, no matter, no matter me as long as we get the win. I remember when you were younger and we had injuries, you were literally our only weapon. And the New England Patriots model carried over to a lot of teams where they would have a safety spying you. They'd have somebody chip you off the line. They would have a corner waiting on you. And it could have been something you get frustrated by. It seems as if now that you're older, you're like, I'm a good decoy. If I can take up three people, two people, that leaves room for Ebron. That leaves room for Jack Doyle and other people. That's like a maturity thing I assume you had to go through. Oh, absolutely. You know, me, you know, my, my game has evolved. So now I'm more patient. You know, I'm letting the game come to me. And I'm just continuing to go out there and have fun. When my team needs to play, you know, I'm always going to be that guy to make. You ever going to punt return again? I don't know if they need me. You know, game's on the line. You know, I go back there every time. <laughs> Did you buy anything sweet this offseason? Did you get any cool toys? Uh, no, nah, I just bought a Cadillac truck. That's about it. Woo! <laughs> any more kids on the way? No, I'm done. Two boys and a girl. That's all I need. How's life, man? Pretty good? Oh, life is great, man. You know, just coming out here. Paying in front of these fans and just giving them everything we got, you know. It's, for me, it's, it's great to be back healthy, you know. Um, finally got my ankle back where I needed to be, and, and I'm having fun, loving the game. Were you hurt last year? Oh, I was beat up, man. I was beat up. I had a, I had a low and a high ankle sprain on the same ankle. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think nobody's ever had that, and for me to have it and continue to just go out there and play at a high level, you know, it's, it, was, it was good. That's awesome. You're the best, dude. Uh, you the best. No, you really are. <laughs> when I saw you celebrating that fourth quarter catch by nobody, I was like, T.Y. gets it, man. That's what you do. You get it. And it's a, it's an awesome thing that you've got to this point. Eight years in, it's incredible. Yeah, man. You know, it's the little things like that, you know, that, that helps a guy out. You n never know what he's going through or what he's been through, but for him to just go out there, continue to, to give everything he got and make the plays that he make, and to see me go out there and just cheer for him, you know, you never know the impact that has. Yeah, because that fourth quarter of preseason games for a lot of guys is their Super Bowl. They're going to be working at McDonald's in three weeks potentially if they suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you just you never know. And, you know, him, for him to continue to go out here and give everything he got and bust his butt and continue to – he's making – he's playing great. Reese Fowler's playing great incredibly, and he got a chance to, to make the team. What's your favorite route? The go ball. You know it. Just get deep, get yeah. loose. That's it. Let it go. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, training camp's about over, man. You're crushing it. I can't wait to watch you this year. So thankful you stopped by, and it's awesome to watch the man you become. Oh, Honestly. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. You're very wealthy. You got a new Cadillac truck. You got 45 <laughs> kids. You got a bunch of yards. You got a healthy ankle. This is going to be a big year for you. I'm excited to watch it. Oh, man, I can't wait. Is there any specialty plays that have been put in for you that nobody knows about that we can just break news right here now? Uh, not yet. I think, I think he's waiting for week one. I think he's waiting for week one. Are you going to throw the ball at all? If you need me to, but I'll probably keep it. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, number 13, the ghost, T.Y. Hilt. Thank you. The thing about T.Y. is when he got to the team, 
He was this little, quiet, fast guy, okay? Nobody had a clue who he was. He was drafted early third or fourth round, I think third round mm -hmm. draft pick. And Bruce Arians was like, just wait till you see this motherfucker, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of the way it was. And then he just got loose. And I think Reggie was a great mentor for him because now he's that guy in the wide receiver room. I'm excited to see what he does. High and low ankle sprain. How long was the uh, whole ankle? I don't know what that means. That was like so more than half the season he was playing with that, yeah. right? I mean, it was a well, and when you're a wide performing. And when you're a wide receiver, you got to cut. Yeah. Like, it feels like the ankles are a pretty important thing. Like, me, I get a high-low ankle sprain. Like, I think we're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, life and punting. But for him, that seems to be a pretty important little thing. Yeah. How long was Reggie here? Or how long was... Was it before T.Y.? How long was T.Y. here before Reggie was gone? Well, I think three years probably. Three, yeah. That's yeah. why he said four or five years I've been to old head. So I think like three years he got a chance to kind of watch him work. And then Reggie got to learn from Marvin, right? So it goes Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton. I'll be excited to see the next batch. That's so quite a tree, man. It's not bad. Yeah. It's good well, I mean, that's great. And that's why teams stay good, I think. Like if you go to a bad team and you and like. Uh, by the way, prop, to props, to, props to me, by the way. Could have asked him about luck. Could have. Could have. I chose not to. You kind of did. I took the high road. I mentioned it just in case he wanted to say something. Yeah, you stayed on it long enough in case he just spontaneously yeah, exploded and it, with something. And the thing was, like, the I for, completely forgot about Philip Walker, which yes. <laughs> he made sure I realized. <laughs> but the thing about Andrew is I couldn't even fathom how sick of answering these questions everybody probably is because nobody has an answer. From what I've been told, nobody it's really the worst has an part, answer. Right? Nobody had nobody knows, including I think Andrew. Like I think Andrew, it's it's like an evolving yes. process. I just saw a guy <laughs> named Frog. He's been equipment manager for the Indianapolis Colts for about forty five years. One of the most legendary humans to ever exist. He may or may not have got caught up in a couple big time NFL controversies. Yikes. Uh, but he's a legendary guy. It's been fun to be out here at Colts Camp. Hot as hell. I was walking the field today sweating, getting a chance to see the Colts fans that I used to see on a regular basis. And that's what training camp's all about, you know, getting to see the uh -huh. fans and kind of do that thing. But there was a lot of me that was like, what the hell was I thinking, thinking I was going to get back into kicking Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Because we asked you last year. That was, you know, but now here we're one more year out than that. Yeah. Miss it at all? Well, I was gonna go. Yeah, I was gonna do. You almost it. were in Chicago whole, doing this. The whole world knows that I was getting back yep. in it. Walking on that field today, sweating profusely, just standing there. I thought to myself a couple of times, like, "What was I even thinking? <laughs> I am not in any shape." And that's what my niece said. My niece said, "You're not in shape to do this." Uh, but I'm happy, guys. Like T T Y R. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was gonna ask you because Odell and Jarvis did not practice today. Well, they practiced. They did individual drills, and then they didn't do anything for team. You think that's normal for when teams go scrimmage You're each other? You're superstars, yeah, because you don't trust the other team, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. you do trust the other team, but, I mean, all you need is some guy, like I said, T.Y., going to be working at McDonald's in three weeks, for him just to come flying in, not know how to practice like yeah. Abram, right? Uh -huh. Abram doesn't know how to practice. Gruden alluded to that on uh, Hard Knocks, like, right. hey, we got to learn how to practice. All you need is somebody that doesn't know how to practice to accidentally roll an ankle, and bang, you're out for four weeks, this guy that you're banking on doing well. Just like the Raiders were banking on Antonio Brown, him kind of disappearing with his injuries and helmet things yeah. that I think are getting settled. But you don't need OBJ and Jarvis Landry right now getting taken out by a third stringer on the Colts. Not that the Colts yeah. would do that. Yeah, that would suck. But you're putting but a lot of faith in another it, yeah. organization. You yeah, know what I mean? Makes total sense. That would suck, man. Be a real shame. Diggs and Nick contemplating chewing the Achilles of OBJ and Jarvis <laughs> while they were walking in front of us today. I saw it almost happen. Thought about rolling a ball on the field. 
That's the biggest nightmare is the ball on the field. And the eyes on the sideline. Got to keep them on the field. We were standing, what, within two feet of old uh, couple billionaires today? Jimmy Haslam. Foxy was it, was, it was the owner of the Browns. It was the owner of the Colts. Daughter, daughter. Yep. and then it was Evan Fox with the camera. He got yelled at for filming during practice. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Fuck, <laughs> dude, he was just shooting the whole thing. Apparently, the they Browns let etiquette. you. The Browns let you film during seven on seven and eleven on eleven. The Colts do not. So yeah, there's like the open media policy mm-hmm. or whatever. We'll ask Ballard why you got yelled at. You asked for forgiveness. What could you have given away though? What are they? I've always wondered. Like Bill Polian. Bill Pullen used to think that there was Patriots scouts hiding in the crowd. Like, that was real. He was like well, a real... yeah, con- everyone in the crowd had their phones out. Anyway, planes so. flying by. Like, if a plane's flying overhead too low, they would literally think, like, Duh, the Patriots are flying over a plane. Like, if there's a helicopter that kind of circles, yeah, they're like, oh, that's Belichick. In Pittsburgh, Tomlin thought that they were sitting up in the hills. Of that's what I'm saying. He erected a tarp. But that's how hard it is to win in this game. You know what I mean? It's hard to win, so every little thing counts. I actually went to the media room and asked all the media guys, because, you know, we're big-time media guys. I said, what's the logic behind having hundreds of fans with iPhones that can film this whole thing versus me being on the sideline? And what did they say? And they said, they all looked at me, and I got a little nervous, and they said... That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> well, the million-dollar question is you have a larger platform than everybody that's on the crowd, but if <laughs> any of those videos get going, I mean, they get going. The number of iPhone videos of teams fighting mm-hmm. each other that yes. gets billions of views, it's out there. But That's also what they said. They said when you see a fight, don't worry about the rules. You film it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. By the way, we do. <laughs> yeah. If Darius Leonard is about to throw down with Baker Mayfield, <laughs> we want that on camera. We don't want them to fight, though. We want everybody to take care of each other. I want to know who he's on the phone with. Just a little scrum would have been nice. Darius Leonard will be joining us here momentarily. There's a guy that got screwed out of the Pro Bowl last year. No, all pro. Yeah. Screwed out of the rookie of the year. No, I think Pro Bowl, too. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. He was a replacement, I believe. Yeah, he didn't get voted in the Pro Bowl. A guy who's been underappreciated probably his entire football career. Country boy coming into his second year. They say your biggest jump is from your first year to your second year. I'll be excited to see what he did this offseason to make him a better football player. Definite, definite Pro Bowl this year, right? There's no no way. Well, he got screwed last year. Yeah. I mean, not, when that happens. Yeah, he's a lock this year. If your nickname's the Maniac, too, probably <laughs> going to handle some things. The Colts have a real chance to be great, pending a small little bone injury. Well, there's the bone. I mean, what is that, <laughs> if you would have told me that this was going to come down to a bone. What, and only 3% season. of the people have this bone? 10%. 10 uh, a local sports talk show host over here, Mr. JMV, I asked him if he knew anything about Luck's little bone injury. He said he knew nothing. I asked everybody in the Colts organization we ran into, what the hell is this little bone we're talking about? Nobody knows anything. It's a weird, like the bone you don't need, right? So 10% of people are born with like this little spleen. bone you don't need, and they just go in and take it out. Need the spleen. There's no fixing it. You just take it out because you're not Pancreas. supposed to have it anyway. It's, it's Definitely the weirdest need thing. that. So it's like, There's something you it's like the tonsils. You know, we talk a lot Bingo. about evolution. So this There's guy has here, the though. tonsils in his yeah. ankle Yeah, that we just need to pull out, and he becomes a better football player. It makes me think that, that they came from a stronger, because Ryan Deem had it as well, right? You yeah, said, he's stronger so They guy. came from, like, evolutionary. Their chain was a little stronger than ours. There was some form of caveman that they came from. Viking. That was, yeah, oh, yeah. That fought like, mammoths. Could jump mountains. And, yeah, because Luck's smarter than us. Yeah. Are Deem's, you calling Andrew Luck a Neanderthal, Todd? Yeah. Well, what are you saying? He's a caveman. I'm just saying he was probably from like the Navy SEALs of cavemen. <laughs> Those kind of spe- like they hunted saber tooth with their bare hands. There's a lot of question marks revolving around this Colts team. Yeah. But none of them involved this next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is a man that was screwed out of a couple things last year. 
the Pro Bowl, the Rookie of the Year. You name it, this guy didn't get it, but I believe it put a chip on his shoulder that was larger than before. All he did last year was show up and show out an absolute animal on the football field from underrated to all pro in a matter of years. Ladies and gentlemen, the maniac, Darius Leonard. How's it going, man? Going great, man. How are you? How was your offseason? It was wonderful. I mean, it was great kind of spend some time off. You know, it's been a long time since I had a break like that. Yeah, because when you're in college, you got off-season workouts. When you're in high school, you got off-season workouts. Mm -hmm. Then they hand you a bunch of money. You have a long season, and then you got nothing to do oh, yeah. for a while. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything sweet? Nah, just relax, man. Um, my body was kind of beat up from the season, you know, taking, coming for playing 10 games and playing, what, uh, 17, 18 games. The body definitely uh, took a toll, so I wanted to take some time off and just relax a little bit. Everybody says that from your first year to your second year, you make the biggest jump. I don't know how it would be possible for you with what you did in your first year. What are some things you worked on in the offseason to become a better football player? I'm definitely getting off blocks quicker. I feel like last year um, when it was a downhill play, um, I, I tend to stay on blocks a lot. So I worked on using my hands a whole lot more and um, kind of using my speed to uh, make more plays. Did you struggle with anything? It didn't look like you struggled much last year. Um, I, I had a... Watching, watching all my bad plays my first day back, um, I seen a lot of things that humbled me uh, coming downhill or if it was in coverage, getting beat on a grab route. So just things that I needed to work on and certain certain um, things. Are you going to be better? You're going to be better this year. <laughs> that's, the, that's the plan. <laughs> I don't understand how it's even possible. Uh, how's the family? I see the beautiful bride. I see a baby over there. You got a lot of things. You're becoming a full-blown adult. Oh, yeah, man. It's great, man, uh, especially um, having, having a newborn and finally um, – Having my wedding over the over the break is definitely was a great thing. So now it's more of a, a family family thing now. So it's definitely giving me a bigger a bigger chip on my shoulder to go out and play and compete for not just me but for my family. When you saw your baby for the first time, everybody says there's <laughs> this moment where it's like you never know how much you can care for something until you see the baby. Man, my my first time laying eyes on Mia, it was definitely like it was indescribable. Man, it's like. If it felt like an angel was right there in front of me, I didn't want to let her go. And, like, it, it sucks now because she's a no, newborn and we in camp. So I'm not – I haven't seen her in about two and a half weeks. So it definitely sucks uh, for not being able to see her. Well, the good news now is your baby's right over there and you're forced <laughs> to do this interview so you can't see her. So that's even better. I'm happy I could do that for you. Um, T.Y. said, and I quote, this is the humblest team he's ever been around. The locker room seems to be one that's really coming together nicely. Mm -hmm. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, without a doubt, man. We we don't have any guy that's gonna come in and say I was the reason why we did this, or come in and say I was the reason we made this big play. It's always a team thing, and once we make a big play, that guy is quick to say it was a team effort because I mean. You can't do anything beside without them 10 other guys on the field. And we always talk about being a team. And that's one thing we take pride in of being a team. And our locker room is great. So we, we really feel like we hit the ball. We, we hit the jackpot with our locker room. Your locker room got to take on another locker room today at practice. I was impressed by the lack of fights, <laughs> which is normally something that happens, especially this late in the training camp, mm -hmm. right? This late in the training camp, tensions are high. There's a lot of things. It's hot as hell. I was sweating walking around out there. It, was there an emphasis? By coaches, like, hey, let's not do anything stupid. Let's get better. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about it, man. We, we're coming out. We're definitely going to compete. I mean, we talk about competing day in and day out, but we got to look at it as working with each other. You know, even though you're playing, they're playing for the opposing team, but we're coming out. They're giving us a look. We're giving them a look, but we're we both working on each other's crafts, and 
we he, he basically said, I mean, we're no fighting. I mean, like last year fight, we can't go out and do that again. So we definitely took. You guys fought last year? Yeah, against the um, against the Ravens. So he said. Was it awesome? Did you get any good shots? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. You know, <laughs> it, it was always a good time. <laughs> um, the team looks like it's very much stacked this year. I mean, it's it's a fun team to watch. The defense is going to have a lot more pressure on it, I think, than it ever has because of the expectations that almost you have set. Right, the set the the press precedent has been set that you guys are a good defensive team. A lot of question marks around the offense, obviously, with Andrew Luck. Do you guys worry about any of that, or are you just worried about getting better on yourself? No, nah, um, not at all, man. We always had that laser eye focus, man. We always talk about coming in day out and getting 1% better and coming out mean? competing. Coming out to 1% better? Yeah, 1-0 and 1% and better. That's kind 1% of the motto. 1% better, man. We... When you come out to practice, you don't go out and say, I'm going to go get better at five or six different things. You come out, you pick one thing that you saw on film, and that's what you work on, and that's that 1%. And once you win that 1%, that's when you talk about one and no. You come out and compete day in and day out, and if you win every rep that you do, even if you lose, you, you finish. So that's all we talk about one and no. So it kind of simplifies everything, huh? <laughs> kind of simplifies everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? Is he good at football? Yeah, man. That's Pascal, man. He, I always talk trash to him a little bit. We always compete. He uh, took a little cheap shot on me the uh, day before yesterday, so I'm looking forward to getting him back. <laughs> Just a heads up, Pascal, that ass is about to get smoked. Um, do you get a chance to ever sit back? I mean, you're in the middle of it right now, so this is a hard question to ask. And maybe you did this off season. Do you know how legendary your rookie year was last year? Yeah, um... Like your friends and family. Like whenever you're at home, because you're a country dude, right? You live oh, yeah. literally out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. I see your posts. You're li- mm-hmm. You live in the middle of nowhere out there. When you get around, maybe it's a bonfire, maybe with your friends and family. Was there ever a conversation that was like, hey, man, you balled last year? Yeah, man, especially, I mean, not even from like the, um, the uh, adults, man. It was just the kids. I mean, it was great seeing, like going back to the high school or the elementary school, seeing them in 53 jerseys around everywhere and just saying, how good of a job I'm doing and them saying that I was their role model because I mean coming from a small town going to a small school you don't expect that you expect coming back seeing like the big time namers um, yeah. jerseys but f- for me to see my my number going back and saying that I did a great job so that means I'm doing something right. Well, you do a lot of things right. I can't wait to watch you the second year. Go enjoy your baby. Go enjoy your wife there. Uh, I'm happy you didn't fight anybody today, <laughs> even though you beat the hell out of some Ravens last year. Uh, you're an incredible dude. I can't wait to watch you. Congrats on all your success. Do you hate that white dude from the Cowboys? No, I don't, I don't hate nobody, man. Hate is a yeah, strong yeah, word. I hate man. him for you. I'm just, I'm just a competitor, man. We, I mean, they're, they said anybody the best, you know. If you want to be the best, you got to go out and compete against hey, the best. So I go out every To day. be the man. You got to beat the man. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I appreciate you, man. Good luck this year. Darius Leonard, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So Chris Ballard's the man. I mean, that's just something that he proves day in and day out. I honestly do believe that he hates it. They're in this situation again yeah. with the injury thing. But I think he's trying to be as honest as possible. He's one of my favorite guests you have on because he's, like you said, it. he's so open. And you don't get that from NFL GMs very often. There's only 32 dudes at the moment. There's only 32 positions for what he is. Mm-hmm. Real-life fantasy football. Getting a chance to have a billionaire's bank account to make a play <laughs> and try to make your team be the best team possible. And I think he handles it in the humblest way possible. So, and I know I'm a big homer on this. He's a word. Can't confirm. Humblest? Yep. Yeah. We look Superlative at, adjective. Good for T.Y. Hey, T.Y. Good for T.Y. <laughs> 
Good at Scrabble. We didn't have, we had no you idea. Had no idea. Uh, but he is when he talks about the culture. All right, and I'm definitely a homer, and I'm a big fan of the team. But locker room culture he talked about. Can you imagine being a young coach, and now you have this role model, Frank Reich, or being a young administrator for the Colts, and now you have this role model, Chris Ballard. I mean, top to bottom. Yeah, I the mean, culture. the future seems like it's such a bright place. And he, Ballard was not lying whenever he said. That he's going to have to pay Darius Leonard a lot of yes. money. Yeah. Quentin Nelson's another guy Darius you're going to have to pay so a lot long. of money to. He's so long. Darius? Who, Darius? Yeah, he dapped me up from four feet away. <laughs> Lean, too. Lean. He lost like 10 pounds for this season. He said he's smarter now. I mean, this is just going to be a good cold season, I think, all dependent upon that small little bone. I mean, I'll be excited to see what it is. Will Swag Kelly get a chance to make some plays? <laughs> Who knows? Jacoby, Phillip? Who knows? But I think Colts fans are excited for What do you think he would have been traded for? That's a great question. I should have asked. <laughs> Where is he? He's Chris. What would you have given up for me? Been a big yeah. You're taking a lot. Taking a lot. You're taking a lot of compensation for me to trade. Mid round pick. I would have found a way with a with the arrow going up. Oh, <laughs> mid to mid to second round, round draft. <laughs> second round pick. Am I a fr- if I wanted to go kick for the Bears, Ballard would have got a first round draft. Pick. Oh man, AB went for a third and a fifth. You're at least a second and a fourth. At least, yeah. Well, and I, I, I'll get a new helmet too. If <laughs> um, we interrupt this conversation that is going swimmingly for a reading by Zito. Oh shoot. Oh, he's got to deal with the wind. He's too. never battled the wind before. <laughs> Did you know? Not even a thank you, Pat, this time. No, no he's I'm rattled. Right out with the people, wind. people are saying that this needs an intro song. I think we do have an intro oh. song. And ladies and gentlemen, a reading by Zito. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pat. That's a, that's yeah. a better intro than my show has. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start blocking the Zito army, by the way. No, Everybody's turning it. on the Zito army. I'm turning on them. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, they're I a bunch mean, of they, savages. No, no, they're, they're not. They're toxic. They're not savages. They're... Ill-informed. Very oh, well. Uh, Let me yeah, tell you what. You they, they asked for me to do these things on the show for Zito. These gaming things. Mm-hmm. He has a seven-hour gaming show every single night that none of them watch. Right. <laughs> and we know that none of them watch. So they all have this false confidence. Twitch.tv backslash Pat Mac show. Forward slash. Oh, either <laughs> I mean... I love the Zito army, but I wish they would be a little bit more actually supportive mm-hmm. as opposed to fake supportive. Yeah. We'll talk about the meeting what? coming up. You guys are going to have like a town hall? Yeah. A Zed hall? <laughs> I think you should. Because they pop off. And if you're going to pop off, you should at least be informed. educated and informed yeah. Yeah. about Why what you're doesn't. popping off about. No, no, but that's his thing. Like, that's <laughs> oh, kind of Zito's attitude thing. Attitude reflects leadership. Yeah, yeah maybe that's why. Whoa. Whoa, you didn't that's deserve that. Shot. Yeah, I was. Yeah, well, that quote brought together the Titans. So, Did you know? On these fields, mm-hmm. they were fighting the same battles that, that we fight today. Correct. Mm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a reading by Zito. Thank you, Pat. Did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? There's an asterisk on it. I don't know what that means. It means it took steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got an A-Rod thing. It is, uh, it's been performance enhanced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when a home security system is triggered, a lot of the time, police assume it is a false alarm. Oh, yeah, because it's always like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. yeah. And the call goes to the bottom of the... Come on. 
Come on, guys. Bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe Home Security. Sorry. <laughs> Simply Safe has video verification t technology. Please watch the YouTube <laughs> to watch Zito struggle with reading in the wind. <laughs> Go with the wind. Which helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Wow, 3.5x. Yeah. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break in is happening and let the police know making their average police response time just seven minutes oh, are you on chapter two now yeah. <laughs> turn the page <laughs> simply safe also protects every door window and room and 24 7 professional monitoring wow yeah. <laughs> he's bad on him it's a little breezy. The they ad. make it easy. They make it easy on you. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine prints. <laughs> it's won a ton of awards. Hold on, I'm gonna ask these people from Cleveland. Have you ever seen somebody read this poorly as an adult? Real question. Anybody? Cleveland says no. Oh, that's good. No way. I know where I belong. You're probably a genius over there. <laughs> Not the entire city of Cleveland. I'm no. talking about yeah. just a couple. Oh. No, we heard you. No, no, I, I like one. Cleveland. Like I was saying, it won a ton of awards. Yeah. From CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring starts just at $15 a month. I'm going to call some action right here. All right. Thank you. Bring it home. For all the listeners out there, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafe.com slash McAfee and get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Zito's getting into it today. Simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Thank Zito, you very much. Zito just trying to get that ad read live on the live show that's recording next to us. Started screaming at the end. Zito. Not your worst reading? No. I thought they're good, good though. The elements. By f the elements were literally just like a three-mile-an-hour wind that was blowing. Could have been 15. You're holding a football on a stick. You're really back in the game as we are. Let's get back to the conversations. I didn't even think about that side of the whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, if I kick good, the Bears like me. They put me in competition. What a hilarious. Good. Didn't even think about Ballard just being like, no, no. Where? Oh, you're going to go to Chicago. That's funny. Uh, they're going to have to give us a lot. I, that never occurred to me either. I knew they still held your it. contract, but I never thought about them. And like, well, hey, let's make this worth our while. Does he have the contract forever? Like, if this all comes crashing down in like 10 years from now, <laughs> and I get the itch to go kick in Canada, like, is Chris Ballard going to have to give me like the, Probably. you know what? They're going to have to give us a uh, CFL team. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I'm very thankful for everybody for the hospitality. It's been cool to get out here to Colts camp again. The Colts fans are incredible. The weather was hot as hell, but yeah. I'm happy we survived here. Cleveland Browns are going to be a good football team as well. I picked them to because somebody already picked the Colts. Yeah. I picked the Browns to win a Super Bowl for the $10,000. What I saw today, I didn't really see much. No, not a lot of people went for them. I don't think no, a lot of people played for them. Baker looked good. Baker looked good. I gave a uh, fist bump to somebody, Drew Stanton, I think. Maybe that'll radiate through the locker room, get the McAfee bump. But <laughs> this is a really cool setup out here. I'm very thankful for the Colts. Very nice of them to do what they did. Three pretty big-time guests. We're going to give Vinatieri, but he's busy. He'll be on sometime soon. Uh, and aside from that, I'm happy football season's right around the corner. We're going to be taking next week off while they build our studio up in our office. Nice. Which is going to be incredible. Go. Awesome. The fall is about to be an incredible one. I'm about to be in Hawaii, I believe. <laughs> oh. You believe? You, you're like, uh, Hawaii's your second home now. If you're listening to this you're show right rock. now <laughs> at 6.01 a.m., 
I am literally on the first thing smoking out of Indianapolis. <laughs> I am on a plane right now. Yeah. Send me some tweets. There's internet on there. If I laugh, you get some free merch. We have a completely revamped store. Uh, and we're ready about to have a revamped studio going into the fall. How do you feel about you and The Rock? Second home, so why? Yeah. Well, Mahalo for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my Mana. Moana, the movie. Nope. Nope. That too. <laughs> <laughs> you see the... I wrote that whole thing. I think it's called Mana. I think you're right. That's where you get to miss school for like four or five weeks. That's Mono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mana. So I don't know if it's called Mana. What about the energy? Yes. The juice? Oh, it's like, it's like, oh, like from uh, Avatar. Like Avatar, like, but from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was the one in Avatar? No. Wayu. 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 Mm. Awa. Awa. Similar. It's like that, but from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. The it's mana, like your key. The Mana spirit in me is very strong. I enjoy Hawaii. Because it is like a spiritual trip, you know what I mean? Oh, it's like yeah. a spiritual existence out there. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're out in the middle of the ocean. You literally have zero control on whether or not. Are you guys getting kicked out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me wrap this up. Did they do something wrong? All right. It was, it was this guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's show. We are live from Colts Camp. Big thanks to the Colts. I got to sign some stuff. Some guy screaming something in the back. I don't give a damn about him. But we're going to have a good time here. Go Colts. Thanks to Chris, T.Y., and Darius. Cheers. Hi, Schmidt. Hit the music. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What? No, no, no. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Why would I ever say <laughs> okay, that? I okay. mean... <laughs> I see what's happening, yeah. You're face to face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui, breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demi-guy. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When you were waddling, yay, hide this guy. When the nights got cold, who stole you fire from down below? You're <laughs> looking at him, yo. Oh, also I lasso the sun. Come to stretch your days and bring you fun Also I harness the breeze You're welcome to fill your sails and shake your trees So what can I say except you're welcome For the islands I pulled from the sea There's no need to pray, it's okay, you're welcome ha! I guess it's just my way of being me You're welcome, you're welcome well, come to think of it, kid, honestly, I could go on and on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground, oh, that was Maui just messing around. I killed a eel, I buried its guts, sprouted a tree, now you got coconuts. What's the lesson? What does it take away? Don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway. And the tapestry here in my skin is a map of the victories I win. Look where I've been, I make everything happen. Look at that, me, mini Maui, just look at that. Welcome, welcome for the wonderful world you know. 
it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, come to think of it, I gotta go. Hey, hey it's hey, your day to hey, say hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Cause I'm gonna need that boat. Hey, I'm sailing away, away. You're welcome. Cause now we can do everything but float. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you. I think the listeners are going to enjoy this. Okay. I am going to describe something that I'm holding in my hand. Oh, I, I like, would like you to guess. I okay. like this game. Sounds good. It's ice cold, like a corpse. Okay. Does it have a long neck? <laughs> long neck, <laughs> ice cold. Uh, if you guys could tweet Luke Combs, by the way. I'm trying to get him to do our intro for our radio show. Oh, sweet. He's not responding to my DM. We do follow each other. If you could tweet to Luke Combs, hey, we need the most electric radio show intro in the history of radio show intros. We already have some lyrics ready to go. Granted, yours are probably better, Luke. But if you could tweet him to get that for us, that'd be great. We start on September 9th. Told him, tell him times are tight. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. That's would- legit. I'm not sure we can get it. It's going to have to be the peop- power of the people to make this happen. Yeah, but if anybody can do it, it's our people. We got tents blowing around. Uh, I'm going to continue to describe this thing that's in my hand. Okay. okay. What was the first thing? Ice cold? Ice cold like corpse. Like okay. a corpse. Some people are afraid of it and think it's for Satan worshipers. Okay. Um, Any guesses? Um, ice cold. Ice. It would hurt really bad if you lost the bet and had to shove it up your rear end. Oh, I saw this in Zito's mom's room. No comment There's a giant golden skull on it Yep It can be repurposed as a device for smoking things It's actually one of my new favorite things It came from the mountains It might actually help clean up pollution A cop stopped me for walking around with it in public I love the looks my kids get when they bring it to school Few psychos actually have it tattooed on their body Uh, I was going to say Is it a pounder? It's actually responsible for more deaths a year than serial killers. It's metal as fuck, it says here. You can get some for free if you literally sell your soul. Some of you would be so grounded if your parents found it. Uh, And I'm holding it in my hands. Heroin. Sounds pretty cool, right? (laughs) Sounds really cool. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, I'm not telling you what it is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You have to find out for yourself by going to... (laughs) What the fuck is this shit.com slash pat. And you'll even get a 6.66% off if you decide to buy it. That's what the fuck is this shit.com slash PAT. Once again, that's W H A T T H E F U C K I S T H I S S H I T dot com slash PAT. I'll say this Billy always has one of these in his hand, too. If that helps. Billy loves this. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, the way you described it, if it's something that he's really into and it's all those things, he definitely got that from his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that's what the fuck is this shit.com slash PAT. Did you get my fake ad? <laughs> this was a real ad. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what it is. I am going to visit the website as well. <laughs> it's awesome. Is it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we're going to find out. It's an attention out. grabber. 6.66% off. <laughs> that's nothing to sneeze at, Ty. No. No. We I'm do intrigued. have a lot of worshipers in our crowd. I was sold after the uh, Cold as a Corpse line. I think the big thing with our, our listeners is 
Whenever you start putting satanic things in there, yeah. our people go nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. For I sure. think if I know yeah. our listeners like yeah. I think I do. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is this shit? Dot com slash P-A-T. This is wild. Whoever Sick. sold this should really think about, and they probably already have, sold their soul. <laughs> <laughs>